afternoon. Happy Friday. Welcome into the BetUS MBA show. Just Chris Farley here with us today. I shouldn't say just Chris, though. I mean, where's everyone else? Are we the only two hard workers on this show? You know, you might you might call us the stalwart performers here, Kate. Uh, yeah, I mean, you you really you're you're constant uh, five days a week. But, uh, you know, what people don't know is you would think that the uh, quality of the show might fall down. But we, we've run a few podcasts alone together. So we're used to this, Kate. Uh, yeah. In fact, Josh, Alex, the views, the ratings might go up uh, yeah. today. So we miss you guys. But we'll, we'll, be, we'll be just fine. We'll let you know. Yeah. We'll be just fine. Pretty much. Uh, all right. Well, yesterday we had Heat Celtics and um, – Chris, this is, I've been kind of working on this thing like all morning. Okay, ready? You ready for this? I'm ready for it. The Celtics, they brought the heat to Miami last night. Boom. That's the headline. Come on, isn't that great? <laughs> they, brought, they brought the heat. They certainly did. They brought the heat so much, Kate, that I stopped watching uh, probably midway through the third quarter. Uh, yeah, the Heat started punching back there in the third quarter a little bit. You know, they, they cut the uh, lead of the Celtics to, I think, uh, 17 or 18. And it looked like they were about to make a push, uh, but the Celtics said, nah, it didn't happen. Really, really interesting, too, because when Robert Williams III, who we, of course, when we, like, soared about him on the show yesterday, um, as soon as he left the lineup is when it kind of changed. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Celtics were resorted to that small ball lineup, and they brought in Grant Williams, uh, and he was spectacular on all sides of the ball. But the Celtics in general, I mean, when they're shooting like that and they're in a rhythm – and the, the type of defense they can play. Really impressive performance. Not surprised at all. I had a really strange slate of handicaps yesterday because I thought the Heat would finish it off. But, like, right before, you know, and this is something that's not addressed enough as, as handicappers, Kate, and maybe you can relate to it. Like, right before the game, I was thinking, maybe I'll email my premium customers. I'll put it out on Twitter. The Celtics are going to win this game. There is just a feeling behind it. Everything we talked about in the show but as a handicapper, when you put out your picks already, it, it's not a good look, you know, to go back on them at the last second. But it's also, I feel like maybe customers of yours would also be upset to know that I didn't share that with them right beforehand. So it's a lose-lose situation. But uh, I don't know. As soon as the game started and Celtics took it over in the first quarter, I was like, this game is, they're just going to blow it away. And that's sure as hell, that's what happened. And I, in that situation last night, you would have been right that the Celtics won. But I do this a lot where the game's about to start, and all of a sudden I'm second-guessing my play, thinking, okay, I'm feeling a little bit different. But you've done all your all the work, all the research, everything. You've kind of like uh, made your case for the other side. So really you shouldn't be second-guessing yourself. But right. obviously in these some cases, that is the right side. But, yeah. I mean, either way, yesterday – we had a team sweep, so you won the bets that you had. Um, I won the Celtics. Josh won the team total for the Heat under 105. That one was a little bit of a sweat for Josh. And then you had Celtics first half uh, over and the game first half total over. So things were great, right? Yeah, we picked the right place out of the show. I was I was really hoping to see Josh in the show today because I feel like he, he would be in rare form after that win. Um, the Celtics looked to me like the clear best team of the remaining four. Uh, I, I do think that the Warriors can give them a run for their money with all the experience that they have. But again, and we'll talk about it today, the consistency hasn't been there from the Warriors this postseason. And again, we'll talk more about that. But uh, Jason Tatum, man, he is growing as a superstar. Uh, and I can't give enough credit to Ime Udoka. We've talked about it on the show before. 
Uh, he has changed this team. And to turn around after that game one loss, that blowout loss at, at Miami, to turn around and do what they did, that, that is coaching. You know, and, and, and coaching isn't talked to enough, uh, talked about enough in the NBA, but it, it still matters when you have a great coach. And he is able to affect these players, I think, and, and kind of instill uh, the kind of perspective that you need to win and to play together as a team. And, you know, Miami, on the, on the Heat side, something's up with Bam Adebayo. It doesn't seem like himself. I don't know if he's a little injured or something. He's just not playing as aggressive. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, that's kind of his, his shtick. You know, everybody's ranting and raving about him. And then he has one of these games where it's not quite as impressive. So, um, and, you know, he tries to pass the ball a little too much. I would, I would like to see him start consistently being in attack mode. I think the Heat are at their best when he is. But I still think it's going to be a great series. But the Celtics are one of the best teams in the NBA for a reason. They are. Uh, speaking of Bam, I mean, only six points, three of six yesterday. That just doesn't seem like a typical Bam Adebayo stat line. He's usually much more aggressive. And if the Heat want to hang in this series, which I think they can, they're just going to need more from him. For the Celtics, getting Marcus Smart back yesterday and Al Horford, that was huge. I mean, if you look at Marcus Smart's stat line, he had five threes, 24 points, nine rebounds, 12 assists, three steals. He was a plus 31. So that is a huge difference maker from him being out in game one to coming back in game two. He and Al Horford together forced six turnovers. Al Horford went four for four. So you talk about the impact that those two had on this game two, and it was immeasurable. So I like the Celtics going back home for game three. Haven't placed anything on them yet, but I'm, I'm leaning that way for the Celtics to take the first game on their home court as well. All right, Chris, let's uh, look at our overall record. Added a bunch of wins yesterday uh, from the three of us. You are still in the lead by a long margin. So no one's catching you this postseason, but uh, we're also going to try. And I'll try today with the Mavs and the Warriors. Warriors took game one, 112-87. Game one closed with Golden State as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Tonight, they are laying six at home. Total here is 213-and-a-half. Chris, which way do you lean in this one? Yeah, so let me start off saying, uh, those of you who are listening and viewing today, thank you so much. It's Friday. Everyone has a lot going on. And if you think me and Kate are just going to talk about this game, Kate, I'm, I'm talking up here because Kate has a special surprise at the end of the show uh, of something else to bring up. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but Dude, as, <laughs> what's that? Me. <laughs> oh, you, you'll, you'll see it. Yeah. You already know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as this game goes, we can go back and forth, obviously, Kate, because just the two of us. But uh, my first thoughts are we're not going to see the same version of the Mavs, I think, that we saw in game one. And for me, there's a few reasons for that. First of all, Luka Doncic is Luka Doncic. I say his name so bad. He's a star. I should know how to say his name, right? Tell me how to say it correctly. How to say his name? I you know should, how to I say that in poker. You might as well know how to say Luka Doncic. How'd you say it? Luka Doncic. Don say it one more time. Luka Doncic. Doncic. So it's two cheese. See, that's what gets me. I think one of them is like a C. Anyway. The um, boy, we're going to keep our listeners here for like no reason, just you know, talking about names and stuff. Uh, but anyway, Luka Doncic. There you go. Great. Uh, he, he's he's at that superstar level. I mean, I just say Luka, Kate. But anyway, uh, right. he's at that superstar level now. So he's one of those players who he is going to be different tonight, right? I think I think we can expect that from him at this point. Um, he's going to be more buttoned up. Last game, he had seven turnovers, twenty points. 
Uh, 20 points is a really low mark for Luka, obviously. Uh, so I, I think just my first note is I think this would be a great game to maybe plan some Luka props. Uh, I don't know about the PAR because Luka, when he's at his best, um, he's going to get everyone involved. And that could mean assist, but it could also just mean ball movement, right, and facilitating, which isn't always assists. Uh, but um, so first of all, I think we're going to see a way different version of Luka. Secondly, I'm, I'm really starting to trust Jason Kidd. I mean, is, is he the new, uh, you know, is he the new Lou? Ty Lu is he the new uh, Spolstra? I don't know. But this guy, I think he really knows defense. He knows how to scheme. He knows how to adjust. Uh, the Mavs got lost in that last game. They were doing that typical offense where, and, you know, a lot of teams do this in the NBA, but, you know, you try to drive into the paint, you pop it out. But if you're going to create that kind of space, you have to nail those threes. And in the first half, uh, I don't know what the mark was off my head, but it was, it was atrocious, and it was like 23% for the game. The Mavs do live and die by that three, but we can expect better performance for them in this one. It's just like the Celtics, right? They're they're kind of new to this, so they they need to settle in, you know, and they need to settle in at at um, at the Chase Center, which is not an easy place to settle in. So I'll start with that. I mean, you want me to get to my bets? Or you want me to pass it over to you? You pass it back to me. What do you want to do? I mean, yeah, we can just chit chat. Luca yeah. his his twenty points. That was a playoff low for him. Um, this postseason, so you can obviously expect some aggression there. You talked about their shooting from three, just shooting all around was was down for them. 36% from the floor overall, and Andrew Riggins really played a huge role in Lucas' performance. I mean, 20 points, he's holding him to that. That's not a bad start, although I did hear, and this could be just rumors, I mean, you never know what this stuff is true. Before the game, we thought Luca was drinking beers on the patio. After the game, apparently he was dealing with an illness, maybe too much beer. Who knows? But I think I agree with you that we're not going to see the same performance from Luca again tonight. 20 points, that's nothing for him. And, and I feel like he's going to be much more aggressive, both attacking the basket and facilitating getting his team involved. Uh, let's hear your bets for today. What do you like? <laughs> Just tell us, Chris. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so the way I'm looking at this game, you know, these derivative bets have been working really well for us. And all that a, a derivative bet means, right, is, I mean, the main bets in the game are, are the spread, the total, the money line. So these are bets outside those main bets that you're deriving from the main bets. Uh, and these derivative bets have been working for me in the playoffs, at least. So I'm going to take the Mavs in the first half to keep this game close. Or is it the first quarter? Yes, it's the first. I did that in the last show, too. Uh, but I do like them in the first half, and I know you do, too, Kate. Uh, I think the Mavs, like I said, I think they're going to come into this looking much more formidable. We can't forget that if we're comparing teams, and I know you know Golden State's not the Phoenix Suns, but the Phoenix Suns were the best team in the NBA, and in Game 7, the Dallas Mavericks embarrassed the Suns. I mean, that, they, they are capable of that. They are capable of locking down on defense, of getting in a rhythm from beyond the arc. And when that happens, and when Luke is aggressive, and, and when he settles in, this is a very dangerous team. Uh, do I think they're going to win this game? I don't know if I have that kind of confidence. So I'm just going to go with them starting off the first quarter strong. I love your bet in the first half as well. Uh, but I'm going to look for Golden State also to respond, as they typically do. We've seen this from Golden State in the playoffs. They kind of start lackadaisical, and this is the situation where it could happen, right? I'm hearing on podcasts, Kate, people I really respect in the betting market, people are people are losing their mind over the Warriors right now. Oh, beautiful basketball, fluid, look at the ball movement. Hey, you, you know, kind of like you know how they did with Jimmy Butler, right? That's what happens. People tend to overreact. This is the time to bet against the Warriors. Uh, we've seen it from the Warriors in the playoffs. They don't always show up 
uh, as as you know crisp there, at, as high quality as they usually do in the first half when their backs aren't against the wall. This is that situation. They're at home. They're expecting to win. Uh, so I think the Mavs are going to keep it close early. But then nobody makes adjustments better than Steve Kerr at the half, uh, and, and especially at home, the Warriors coming out of the half. So I'm going to take the Warriors' third quarter, minus one and a half. Um, I think they could be down at the half, Cade, but I, but I expect them to come back and maybe tie it up in the second half, and then you know it's anyone's game at that point. I, I would lean full game to the Mavs. I think the total is very sharp again where it is, but um, the Mavs at least have to be a little more respectable at the start of this game. Yeah, I think they are too, which is why I'm going to play them first half plus three and a half. Mavs did a good job of contesting the Warriors' threes, um, and the Warriors missed a bunch of them in the first half. But what the Mavs didn't do is then they allowed open lanes to the basket, and the Warriors decided, you know what, we're going to forgo the three right now. We're just going to cut, make you run around, get open lanes to the basket, and, you know, finish in the mid-range type thing. But I think the Mavs showed that they can defend the Suns in the mid-range fairly well, so why not make those same adjustments and and defend the Warriors there? I mean, obviously, maybe the Warriors adjust and they shoot better from three in this game. But I think those adjustments are made early on, so I'm going to take the Mavs in the first half. Mavs are also 9-5 and five ATS in the playoffs in the first half, and the Warriors are just 5-7. and seven. Mavs are also 4-1 and one straight up in the first half when coming off of a loss this postseason. And... Dallas was just in a tough spot coming off that game one with very little rest. I know a lot of people said, well, that gives them momentum coming into this game one. They've got, you know, coming off of that high of the game seven win over Phoenix. But I think that was just a tough spot for them to be in, to be on the road in both of those games. Very little rest. So I think we'll see a different, more focused version of this Mavs team right from the jump tonight. Uh, In terms of your third quarter bets, I love that um, the Golden State Warriors, they have just destroyed teams in the third quarter because of what Steve Kerr is pretty much able to do at halftime and making those adjustments. Uh, in terms of the series, what are you thinking about this? Uh, how many games the series goes? Because the books are predicting it's Warriors in five right now. Warriors are plus 210 to win in five games, shortest odds on the board. Is that too much to ask of the Warriors? I think this is still a six or seven game series, and and that's – you know, it, it gets a little scary saying that stuff on, on you know, BetUS TV here. So it's, you know, recorded and probably people think I'm crazy uh, because, because again, the sentiment right now, right, is like, oh, man, you know, forget it. You know, the Warriors are so good. Uh, this isn't. But that was the sentiment when they played the Phoenix Suns. And, yeah. and, and you know what? For good reason. I mean, many of us were like, well, maybe this isn't going to be a very, uh, you know, a very uh, competitive series. Um, and, and I think it's easy to think about think that way in the playoffs. But these teams got here uh, for a reason. I mean, they, these are four great teams. Are they the four best teams in the NBA? I don't know. But, uh, but I do think that the Maverick, Mavericks, even though they're new at this, uh, they have a player in Lucas Starr who, like I said, is a bona fide superstar. We saw that grin when he was walking off the court after that last game. We remember that grin uh, from when he, he, he lost against the Suns and uh, you know, he was getting some trash talk uh, done to him. Uh, so you kind of love the way that he responds. And I think uh, I think we're gonna, we're just going to see that kind of effort today. So if it doesn't happen today, I expect when it goes back to Dallas for the Mavericks to at least win one game there, I think they're going to at least lengthen the series to six games. Uh, I would still have to favor the Warriors, but I think a smarter bet is probably Warriors in six or seven. Uh, because... Again, from what we've seen, there's no evidence. There's no evidence that the Warriors are going to show up like that every game. You know, the Warriors have looked 
fantastic in about three games this postseason. Um, otherwise, they've kind of survived. They've kind of let down. It's been close games. So uh, and, and until we see, you know, and players like Andrew Wiggins, who every, you know, everyone's freaking out about him right now, too. Really good player, growing player. We can't expect that from him every game. And I, I mean, I'm certainly not expecting that. And I'm certainly not expecting that every game from Kevon Looney, who, uh, you know, might need to be on a respirator after that last game. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in this one. But, yeah, for, for a full game series, long answer because it's a, just the two of us, uh, six or seven games for me, Kate. I was definitely not expecting Andrew Wiggins to perform the way he did in the points category, at least, because I took his over on rebounds the other night thinking that in this postseason, he's kind of taken the role of just being the athletic, you know, using his body, grabbing those rebounds, getting his points close to the rim off of second chance opportunities and leaving the shooting up to Clay and Steph. And that was kind of the opposite of what happened. So I was surprised by that, but I don't see him being one of the go-to options for Golden State in these games to come. I think he'll play just fine, but to be the second-leading scorer behind Steph, uh, I'm not sure we're going to see that every night. And if you think back to Golden State's um, game two against the Grizzlies, this is kind of going back to your other point, they got blown out in that second game. They came out first game, looked fantastic, similar to how they did this series, kind of took their foot off the gas, got blown out uh, against the Grizzlies. So, to your point of inconsistency for Golden State this postseason, it's definitely been there. And who knows what version we'll see of them. The Mavs role players also didn't play that well in that first game. I mean, they're at their best the way they beat the Phoenix Suns, not only because Luka was playing great the whole time, but because their role players were hitting threes and they were killing them from three. We didn't see that in game one. They knocked down a couple more and they had a great shot quality. They won uh, the shot quality metric in game one. Uh, but just weren't knocking down those shots. So they make a few more. That changes. So, Chris, you are taking the first quarter Mavs and the third quarter Golden State, and I'm playing the first half Mavs. Questions for today? Still rolling in a couple. So bring Chris, in those uh, questions. What? Bring in those questions. Yeah. Come on, bring them in. Where are they, people? Come on. Um, any props? Let's just go straight there. Well, uh, we can't, you know, we can't hit 96% like Josh, but no. uh, what we can, what was that? He's at 99% actually. 99.9. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, his run right now is unreal. Um, there's, there's no, there's no data behind that whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do like Luca. I like Luca's points. Um, I'm sure it's at, I, I, Again, you know, one of my faults as, as a handicapper in general, I don't know if it's a fault, but I don't specialize in props. So I don't, I don't check it enough, but I'm sure that it's in the 30s. Uh, the, uh, he could have a, a huge game tonight. I, I think, you know, Luke, Luca knows that obviously he's the leader of this team. He has to set the precedent for this team. I expect him to be aggressive from the jump. If there's a first half total points for Luca, if those are available, I don't even know if that's a thing. But if it is, I would take that too. He, he should come on really strong. Uh, and I'm going to keep on playing Steph Curry unders. You know, he... He had a good game in game one, but he still only scored 21 points. Um, you know, I, it's not something I hear talked about a lot, but players like Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, uh, they're, they're some of the best, obviously. I think Steph Curry is a top, potentially top 10 player of all time, the way that he changed the game. But he's not the same Steph Curry as he used to be. You know, he's not quite as quick as he used to be, right? Uh, and Klay Thompson, for sure, 
isn't as isn't as quick as he used to be. You you go through two leg knee injuries, that that's going to really set you back a little bit. That's still a great player, but but not prime Clay. So I would look at unders for Clay and for Steph. Uh, I think the, I think the Mavericks are going to bring some things on defense that are going to confuse the Warriors and and you know it's going to throw them off at least in the first half. Okay. Yeah, Luca's points prop over at BetUS is thirty-one and a half. I I mean that's a big number, but I don't hate that for what he's done this postseason. What we know he's capable of. Uh, I might play Draymond Green total rebounds over eight. Uh, I think Draymond's focusing less on scoring and more on doing all the other little things right. He's at over eight and I believe two of the last three um, and just missed that in game one because he didn't play a whole lot in the second half with that being a blowout. So I might look at uh, Draymond Green there. Unfortunately, yeah, Josh isn't here to give us any picks. Your dog might be here. Yeah, wow. Uh, okay, let's take a look at our best bets for today, and then we'll get out of here. Short and sweet, sweet, short and sweet, short and sweet show for us today. Chris is taking the Mavs first quarter plus two and the Warriors third quarter minus one and a half. And I'm playing the Mavs first half plus three and a half. Chris, that's it for today. Why don't you tell us where people can find you and I and the BetUS show over on Twitter? You want to take that one today? Or is the dog still barking? I would, I would, I would love to. My dog is losing his mind. Um, what would you ask me, Kate? I'm sorry. Tell people where they can find us. You oh. take Today. Yes, I, I'm. I think I'm very. I'm very good at this, and I've had practice as a host. Uh, so here we go. You can find me anywhere. I'll cross all social media at Farley Bats, <laughs> and look, I did it. And yeah. and Kay, you can follow her at Kay Constable, TikTok, Twitter. I know. I know. Kay, you're stepping up your TikTok game. Loving those. Trying um, to. Yeah, loving the um, Oculus Rift uh, videos of a certain someone. That's some funny content. I can relate to that. And also, Kay, we're not letting you get away here. We promised it. Oh. Yep. We, right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Kate Constable is starting to handicap the WNBA. You went 2-0 and last night, and you have a play for today. So that, this is a niche market, and I'm, I'm excited about this. I did. I thought, you know what? NBA is winding down. What am I going to do all summer? Because I don't cap the, I don't cap baseball. That's just a lot. So I'm going WNBA. Yesterday went 2-0. Uh, two and, two and oh, So... 100% great day yesterday. Took the Aces team total over and the Dallas Wings to cover plus three and a half. They won outright. So today we are going with the Indiana Fever team total under 70 and a half against the Connecticut Sun. Why? Sun has, has the best defensive rating in the league. They're holding teams to just under 69 points per game, which is a league low. Fever play at a very fast pace. They lead the league in pace, but the Suns ranked seventh. In pace, and I think that, which is the middle of the road for the WNBA, I might add, there's only 12 teams. So I feel like the Sun are going to be the ones to able to dictate the pace tonight. Sun also ranked first in opponents' fast break points, which is where the Fever do the majority of their damage. So I'm all over the Connecticut Sun to hold the Indiana Fever under 70 and a half points tonight. What do you think, Chris? I love that. Career 100% handicapper here. Unbelievable. Can she keep the streak going? Yeah. Tough, tough. I mean, you don't see 100 percenters very often. So. No, you really don't. Uh, we'll, we'll see if you can keep that up, Kate. <laughs> let, us, let us know on Monday if it's still at 100. Okay, I will. And you can always follow uh, BetUS 
over on Twitter at BetUSTV. Tons of uh, clips from all different shows and, you know, when every show is going live. So go over there, give them a follow, give us a subscribe alert, hit that button so you know when we are going live as well. And Chris, we will see you back here on Monday. Have a great weekend. We will all, uh, yeah, see you Monday.